Episode 1, Embracing the Echoes, Navigating Life, Love, and Healing in a World of AI-Driven Choices. Trinity, it's time for your therapy session. Kimberly, your therapist, is online. Okay, I'm ready. Hey, Trinity. How are things going? Hi. Uh, things are okay. Sorry, I'm just washing my breakfast dishes. Your apartment isn't equipped with an ultrasonic dish scrubber? The new Lincoln model is supposed to be worth every credit. Four score, four, four score. That song really gets stuck in your head, huh? I had the last model, the Washington, but sometimes I like doing things the old-fashioned way. I haven't been using it much lately anyway. It's been turning on at random times, and the cleaning sound waves have been making my eardrums itch. That doesn't sound comfortable. Why don't you tell me about your week? My week? It was pretty much the same as last week, I guess, except my driving station is on the fritz. The wheel froze up this morning, and I accidentally cursed while driving some diplomat to the airport in Brunei. I had to fake a cough. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) You're not allowed to curse? In the classic films, taxi drivers cursed all the time. People think they're being chauffeured by a driverless car. That's the appeal of the service. They want to feel special and play Ask the AI Bizarre Questions, so I have to follow the Hive Drive conductor guidelines. Everything I say goes through a voice changer, so... It sounds like one of those annoying automated robot voices. It really is fascinating how people envision the AI experience. Even washing machines can talk to you now. I'm surprised the cars don't actually drive themselves, though. Why do you think that is? They can, but when it comes down to it, there are some things that even the most advanced artificial intelligence systems can't be trusted with. After that accident where a self-driving car had to choose between hitting a school bus carrying kids on a field trip and a truck carrying a shipment of biosynthetic hamburger patties, well, the car ran its algorithms and made a decision based on value. The kids lost, and now I get to drive from home. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, what a shame. When I worked at The Hive, I heard about all kinds of tech. But the fact is, machines can't think the same way we do. There are some lines that shouldn't be crossed, I guess. Maybe cars that decide who lives or dies is one of those lines. I'm not sure allowing humans to decide who lives or dies is any better. (laughs) (laughs) True. While your driving station is offline, maybe you can use the time to reflect on your current situation. For example, do you still like the temp job? Mm, What's not to like? I get to virtually travel all over the world while working from home. The pay is good, and I meet all kinds of people, even if they don't know they're meeting me. I understand all of that. It's why I like my job, too. Getting to speak with and help all kinds of people virtually. Do you ever miss working at the Hive? Uh, not really. I like working in my pajamas too much. And why would I miss being stuck analyzing data in some cubicle ten stories underground? What else have you been up to, besides working? I don't know. Stuff. Exercise, uh, reading, hanging with Rue and Yana, talking to my neighbors, Dr. Zhang, the one who leads the humanitarian tech department at The Hive. She was telling me about these tiny robots that can be sent to find people after terrorist attacks or even environmental disasters. Tiny robots are adorable, but that's also really cool. I imagine that kind of project would have particular resonance for you. And Vincenzo. He does front gate security over at Hive HQ. Showed up at my door with dinner in Tupperware last week. 
Yana said he was trying to hit on me, but I think he's just nice. He feeds me like he feeds the stray dogs he's always bringing home. Interesting. You've mentioned some concern about your lack of interest in dating since the incident. Do you find Vincenzo attractive? What? No. I mean, yes, but not like that. And I wasn't concerned. I was just wondering why why no one feels right. Can you explain that? I mean, I see attractive people, but I don't feel any sparks or anything. I just feel kind of sad. So I decided I'm not going to look for a relationship right now. What does that mean to you, not looking for a relationship? I don't know, that I'm not going to worry about it. I mean, I got blown up not that long ago. I don't have to jump on the first man who's nice to me and makes good bolognese, do I? (laughs) No, of course not. I didn't mean to push or make you uncomfortable, and I apologize for that. You didn't make me uncomfortable. (sighs) When I'm ready to date again, you'll be the first person to know. Besides, I don't want to date anyone who works at Hive, which is part of the problem. How does it feel, living in a complex with so many people who still work there while you're recovering? (laughs) Well, pretty much everyone living in New Arlington works at the Hive. You can't swing a cat without hitting a Hive worker in this town. Why would you swing a cat? (laughs) That is a weird euphemism, I guess. I wouldn't in real life, of course. Oh, right. (laughs) You didn't explain how it makes you feel, these reminders of your job. (sighs) It, It hurts. Kind of how my knee hurts. Out of nowhere, and nothing can make it go away except time. But I ignore that pain, and I can ignore this too. 